Racial Equity in the City, Experiences of People of Colour in London, a series recorded as part of a research project exploring the relationship between the built environment and racial equity through the eyes of community members in Newham and in Thamesmead. These conversations bring to light some of the lived experiences of communities of colour in London with the aim to encourage dialogue and action towards anti-racist city-making. Episode 6, Taking Back Power. I just wanted to go, you know, to Lucy quickly. Anything to add with the barriers, you know, how growing up here or migrating here, your experience, the things that impeded you or stopped you from integrating, you know, the other communities? There is a lot to be said, but all I'm hearing is about young people, what they need, what they want. But what's about we, the older generation, yeah, exactly. that has been here, who has worked, who has put in the community? Mm-hmm. We don't get nothing. Because all we hear is the pensioners getting this, the pensioners getting that. But what they fail to realize, we have worked hard for what the little we are getting. So I don't have the way else to go. Because they used to have um, centers where um, pensioners could go and spend the day and you could have food and everything. Has it all been closed? It has all been closed. Okay. So we are suffering just as the young people are suffering. And it seems as if the younger generation, they don't want... We older generation, we are old. Mm-hmm. No matter what we have to say, it's not compatible to what they have to say. I don't know how to put it, but I know it's time we put the racial thing, the word racial, Mm -hmm. we should take it out of the equation and put people in the equation. Because racial, everybody is racialist. So I think with both young and old were both disenfranchised groups because one thing that we do have in common even though we are very much different places in life is that the government will see that we're not actively contributing because we're either in education or you're retired because you're not actively working they see that they can perceive it as you're not contributing everything to society so they can just give you the bare minimum and not actually put an effort to put their money resources into you because you don't probably may not have the the funding to actually pay for it yourself but i feel like i do fundamentally disagree that there's no racial aspect to it if you even talk about the the idea that the poorer areas are you see that they are predominantly people of color people from different ethnic backgrounds if you go to the suburbs the posher areas it is predominantly white there is a stark difference and that is not by accident or by chance just that the the white people happen to move to there and the and people of color happen to move to this place like no one would want to choose to live somewhere that is poorer and because of by accident but it's because majority of people are coming from immigrant families and when immigrants came over to this country they didn't come here with enough money and because you you already start at a, a lower advantage than 
these people that have maybe built up generational wealth in their their family that they can pass down to their children when you don't have that advantage it's likely that you're gonna have to be forced to live in somewhere that is poorer and the government I know that they stay, they see that and they recognise that. And I feel like it's very easy for them to gaslight people of colour and say that the only reason why we don't help you enough is because it's a poorer area, not because because that, that it is systematically designed to be that way. So to put down people of colour so they can't get the same opportunities as people of other races. And as much as, yes, we are all human, and yes, we are all the same on a biological basis. It is important to recognise how racial inequality creates barriers for people. Yeah, I just want to come as uh, someone who is quite involved in the community. I think it's information, that's what it all boils down, that has not been put out in the community. I would even put this information that I'm getting to councillors that there is unawareness that there are things that are going on. And as members of the community, I would even say that we don't use the councillors enough. There are councillors in every section of this area that we live in, in spaces, who want to do things, but half of them are sitting in little community centres. <laughs> They're getting paid and all that, and hardly no one's seen them. I know one lady did speak that, you know, she's given some suggestions and stuff like that. But I would say don't give up, you know. One thing that I've recognised is it's only when a celebrity addresses all these things, that's when it's heard. But, you know, people who are common like me, when they've got a problem that is affecting their communities, we are not heard. Put a celebrity there, it's on tele, it's on this, and everybody is rushing to, you know, to help in. Why can't we be heard? Like you are saying, oh, there's support there, there's a... Where is it? Well, there's a lot of money, as you know, from... You know, I wish going, I could see that money. Money, money. I can finish, please. Thank you, Chair. Yeah. That's been put into the newer magazine that gives a lot of information. And some people don't access that information. The lack of information that is getting lost... I think there's things that are happening, even like myself doing like a space for gardening. I did it really small, you know. Um, I even just recently researched, there's um, people who waited so long for allotment, for example. There's shared garden you could do, you know, like someone who lives in a flat. I talked to someone recently I'm in conversation with who loves doing gardening. You can have a little space. So it's having that conversation locally, you know, and bringing it out there to the authorities for it to spread out and, and get known. And that's how I feel that how things trickle. You're giving us so much information. If you had a role, you know, to change all this, because how would you make a change? How would you give people all that space they are, you know, looking for? What is it that you, you know, you're doing about it to contribute on to? you know, make a difference to our communities. Yeah. With this this whole, like, job of city planners, there's so many young people that are out of work and that are looking for jobs. If there was an opportunity to actually get people of colour and train them up into what city planning is and what does it mean? Because I feel like 
this group erupt what they have that they could possibly give us is the expertise in how is a city structured and what that makes i feel like but sometimes this conversation is a little bit difficult because we don't have that knowledge but i feel like if they actually got people of color and trained them in that aspect of knowing about how to actually structure a city and plan a city then they'll be able to onto that bring their unique perspective of what is it like as a person of color and they will probably have a new outlook on how to actually build up cities in a way that actually benefits everyone from all different races cultures religions and it benefits them in the sense where they are gaining someone of color who's who has that knowledge of race and how it feels to be other in the community is a mutually beneficial the best way is to actually let them learn the skill of city planning and then then they put their racial opinion on how to make a better city thanks to brenda for hosting the conversation and to shamim paiser naz rachel erna lucy and tiber from the smart women's group in newham for generously sharing their stories and experiences. This project is funded by Arup, with participatory research by Arup in collaboration with Decosm and Social Broadcasts. Racial Equity in the City, Experiences of People of Colour in London is published on arup.com with tools and resources to prompt dialogue and action. In the next episode, we'll hear again from the Smart Women's Group as they share their thoughts and experiences of living in Newham.